Welcome to It's a Good Good Podcast. My name is Hayden. I'm Chris. I'm Harry. And yeah, we're just a bunch of guys having talks about theology, the Bible, and God. And basically our whole goal is just to be accessible to anyone that you don't need a theology seminary degree right. to be able to talk about God. We definitely. want to make it easy. And I definitely don't have any of those degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so true, though. I mean, you just have to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. All the information's out there. So it's a good, good podcast virtual quarantine editions continue um and we are going to go topical this week which is something we have not done in a little bit i'm in my nerd room harry seems to be in his living room kitchen and chris seems to be in bed so we're all uh (laughs) living our best lives right now um so yeah we wanted to kind of break it up a little bit instead of just like going through genesis um try something a little bit different which is kind of what we started the podcast with um a bunch of topics and just hitting them and seeing yeah seeing what they say as far as the bible is concerned so today we are going to talk about miracles Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so tasty subject that was like "Mm, mm, that's so good Mm." Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about miracles. So I mean, I guess the first question we should ask ourselves is what are miracles as far as like just we understand today? What are miracles? Yeah. And I think this this actually that point's gonna take us a long period of time to discuss because I think that you've got uh like an idea in your head of what a miracle is, and then you might have like some examples in your head of what a miracle is. And then we can look at the actual definition of what a miracle is. I think that that's helpful. Like what, what like the English word miracle is supposed to mean. But then since we're all tying it back to like a, a, a Christ-like viewpoint, like what, what is a miracle in that sort of perspective. But like when, when I just like off the top of my head, think of like, what is a miracle? I think of it as like something that's impossible. Like do, something that happens, something that happens that I would think is impossible. That's like the, the very first thing that comes to my mind, I guess. Yeah. Do you have an example of something that you've heard or something, yeah, that maybe you would say was a miracle as far as someone giving an account of it? Yeah. Uh that's tough. So cause like I think that those two things, they don't they don't completely overlap. Like they're they're kind of exclusive in some sort of places. Cause like when I think, oh, something that's impossible that like can't happen, the first thing I think about is like dumb stuff. Like I, I jumped off of a building and I started to fly, you know, stuff, stuff, stuff like that. Right. But then like, if you go to somebody's account of a miracle, like it's not, I think un, out of the ordinary for you to talk to someone, not just like every person on the street, but be like, Hey, have you ever like experienced a miracle in your life? And they'd be like, yeah, like I had someone who, you know, died and then the doctors brought him back to life or like, we're probably gonna talk about this, like the miracle of childbirth. Like I've, I've experienced that, you know, as firsthand as as I can as a male and like that is very miraculous in a lot of different ways so like it you know once again like the first thing that comes to my mind is like a definition for a miracle I don't think is actually super proper when it comes to okay what's like a personal miracle that you've experienced in your life yeah fresh haircut Chris what do you think about all this Mm, mm. yeah I agree um 
I agree with what Harry said that like those are things you typically hear um, like has something to do with life or death. Um, yeah, I, I didn't spend too much time thinking about this myself. <laughs> I actually looked at a definition like right away, um, which is something I probably shouldn't have done, but I have a um, definition from the Baker, Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible which we can use whenever we want to get there. But um, yeah, typically I think of people being healed. Um, you know, I grew up in the church, so I think of those miracles a lot, whatever Jesus did, um, which typically is healing or um, creating something different out of something else. So well, and, yeah. and that, 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 that's a common one too, like healing, but like not just healing, like, I had strep throat and then I took some antibiotics and then it went away. It's like healing by like me waving my hand over you or me saying like a prayer and then boom, like you were blind and you can see or whatever. Like, and, and I think that that's even not as, you know, widely accepted, but still around in today's day and age where they're like, Oh yeah. Like I just went to bed praying and I woke up and my osteoporosis was gone or whatever it is. Like, I think that that's, that's pretty common still. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think for me, right off the bat, I almost kind of put them in like two different categories. One being like a maybe like a secular and then like a Christian category, like the secular being like something that I just didn't think was possible to happen. And just like by coincidence, so quote unquote, like it came through like, I had zero dollars in my bank account. I needed to make rent and by a miracle, like I fell into $900 and I can pay my rent. You know what I mean? <clears throat> that kind of miracle. Um, but then on the other side of things, um, I think the other side would be like a direct intervention from God to make something happen. You know what I mean? Um, so things are going on a trajectory and then yeah usually like I pray about it or you know something and then like bam something happens that seems like that had to be from God and we're going in a different trajectory go ahead Harry well I feel like I feel like those two things like there's some overlap in there too because I'd be interested to hear what the biblical definition is too because because like I remember Hayden you and I were like walking around the other day and like I started looking at the trees and I, and like, I'm just looking at them like, Oh my gosh, like, look at this tree. Like it, it drinks water and it takes in sunlight and it grows and it makes other trees. And like that in that very moment seemed very miraculous to me and by design of something far bigger and, and more important than myself. But like, that's not something that I like specifically prayed for. And you know, some people would say, maybe that's not a miracle. Maybe that's just biology or science or whatever. But like in that moment, I, I very, very clearly saw it as a, as a miracle. So it's interesting how we've got like the secular idea and then a spiritual idea, but then depending on how you look at things, I guess, depending on your perspective of maybe like a higher power or something supernatural, you know, I think that, I think that those can overlap pretty significantly. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, do you want to give us that, that Webster dictionary definition or do you have anything else before that as well? No, I, yeah, I, I was just thinking what Harry said was really good. Um, so I think sometimes things appear to us miraculous, um, depending on like our circumstance or how we view the world. But yeah, I mean, I think life in general, when you really start thinking about it, is just insane um, and miraculous, if that's the word you want to use. But yeah, so the definition I have is from the Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible. Um, 
and let me pull it up. It's a little long, but you know, these things typically are, but it's event which may seem contrary to nature and which signifies an act of an act, which God reveals himself to man. The classical definition of miracle assumes that it is contrary to natural law, but this is a misnomer for two reasons. First, many of the miracles of the Bible use nature rather than bypassed it. Second, they're no, there no longer is a concept of ab absolute natural laws, rather a phenomenon which is not readily explainable. Those may reflect laws with which science is not fully um, in the conversation of. And it goes on for a long time too about um, scripture being, uh, in scripture faith is a crucial element of that. Yeah, I feel like that would be in line with like what I've read or like something specific in that definition that jumped out to me, it would be like contrary to like nature. Um, but I feel like I have thoughts on that too. Cause yeah. Cause, cause isn't, isn't nature itself like a miracle? Like once again, you know, we, we talk about, we talk about nature as if it's like biology or science, as if it's something outside of the miraculous. But I feel like once again, like those two can overlap. Yeah. Um, so just looking up the Webster dictionary definition, <clears throat> it says a surprising and welcome event that is not explicit explicable by law of science or natural law and is therefore considered to be a work of a divine agency. So yeah, your, uh, your dictionary definition, the biblical de definition, uh, totally just like calls that one out and is like, Yep, this is what usually is said that it's something outside of scientific natural law, um, but that usually isn't necessarily the way it's seen in the Bible. Um, so, what? So, I think we where we want to go next is what does the Bible say is a miracle, or what? What? Where do we? You know, what category do they fall in in the Bible? Um, but what where do we think we're kind of landing as far as like a 21st century definition of miracle right now uh, uh <laughs> I, I don't know because i feel like both of the ones that you guys said are like correct ish but i i do feel like that there is in both of them a distinction between like the natural and then the miraculous and i feel like if we if we tile that back because like the fact that nature exists on this planet at all is like pretty miraculous to me. Like that, that's where my mind goes. Like the fact that there's oxygen and we're spinning at a certain rate around this flaming ball of fire, like all of that seems pretty miraculous to me when I stop to think about it. And when I look at it from a perspective of like just a, an ant in an ant farm. So like, I think I want to toss out like the, na the natural distinction and, and we can talk about that. But I think one thing that maybe is, you know, definitely true is miracles seem to have a positive connotation. Like in yours, Hayden, it said like a, a welcome, you know, and then they're also very surprising. Like they're, they're not expected. Um, so it's, I, I'm going to stop there. Cause like, I don't even want to go farther than that. Like it's something that is surprising. Um, you like positive, you know, miracle, I don't think is ever really used in a negative connotation. Um, but then yeah, something surprising and positive. Yeah. I, I think, I, I agree with you, but I, I think there's people that would disagree with you. Uh, there are some people that say the plagues of Egypt are miracles. Mm -hmm. 
And so they're positive for some people, but they're <laughs> negative for others. And I guess this is why we need to discuss, discuss what our definition is going to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe that maybe we're kind of stumbling on the key, which is like surprising. Um, because even yeah, you think about the plagues, ninety percent of those are what you could consider natural events, but the fact that they are like foretold and then occur right after they're foretold and like in sequence is the surprising part, right? Reasonably a bunch of frogs could jump out of a river like that could happen a bunch of locusts could fly in there and there would be a swarm of locusts like those things could happen but the surprising nature of it like oh moses said it was gonna happen and then it happened and then when he said it was not gonna happen that was when it didn't happen like that's the surprising element so maybe maybe as like a super simple definition um not necessarily the biblical definition, but like our now current definition, which I think kind of encapsulates all the things we're talking about is like a surprising event that could be possible, but would be very unlikely in the way that it happened. Well, and I think the important part too, is that it's tied back to something divine or something supernatural or whatever you want to talk about. Like, I don't think that it's something that can't, like, I don't think that's, that it's some, well, maybe I'm like contradicting myself. Cause originally I said like, it's something like is nature, like is, is it doesn't have to be outside nature to be a miracle. Right. And now I'm saying it's surprising and it's surprising because it's, it's possibly perceivably controlled by something divine or. Super. Yeah. I, I think, I think what they're the, at least what I think the definitions are trying to get at is natural law like the way things are supposed to operate and it's counter to that not that it's like doesn't use nature or nature itself isn't surprising but it's just counter to the way things are supposed to work yeah something that's so coincidental that you feel like there has to be a design behind it like there has to be intentional purpose behind it maybe but yeah but then is nature itself a miracle then? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that definition would leave room for that. And the way that you were talking about it, Harry, you're like, wow, okay, so we're on this, we, we as humans just so happen to live on this earth that has abundant water and abundant oxygen and abundant atmosphere at exactly a distance that's really nice for um, humans to live on from the sun. And it's spinning at such a weight that we have like good gravity and like the axes and you know, like, so like, that's all like, whoa, that seems so coincidental that maybe it's actually not just a coincidence. And so I think by that definition, like, yeah, we could say that, that that's a miracle. Thoughts? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think it, even in terms of natural law, like looking at our earth, it just completely goes against that. And you, you can even look at that just by looking at every other planet that we've ever found. Like nothing else is like earth. Hmm. It, there's oh. just the chance of like having earth is so like minuscule that it, it seems miraculous yeah so i guess what isn't a miracle then <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean so i think though uh, if we were going to like bring up bring in like an atheist counterpoint argument person they'd be like no that actually is all in even though it is like super small chance like that's kind of the point of like 
um, statistics and science is that statistically it's just going to happen eventually. Um, so no, it's not a miracle. Like that's just the product of the whole, the whole deal, the way the universe works. Well, that, and I that, think, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. I, I was going to say, I think that's just the difference in opinion of what a miracle is then. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say too, like maybe that helps our definition too. Like a miracle is something that is not just produced by random chance. You know, and, and it's something that, you know, uh, I, I don't know how to say the whole natural law thing. Like, it, it's, it's not as expected. It's surprising. Yeah. So I think um, maybe that kind of fits in again with the whole Moses uh, and the plagues example that we brought up. Because by random chance, all those things could have happened even in a 10-day span or whatever. Like, all by random chance technically Egypt could have gotten super, super unlucky and those things could have just happened. However, we introduce Moses who is declaring that this is going to happen and then it does happen. And I feel like that's maybe where the miracle lies. So maybe we, yeah, we are kind of falling on this, the difference between like a 21st century miracle and then like what the Bible would claim as a miracle is kind of the difference uh, being like a divine agent, um, bringing it about purposefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would say too, like part of the definition that I said, which we don't have to include, but part of the first sentence was, um, signifies an act in which God reveals himself to man. So we, we don't have to choose that one, but usually when that appears in the Bible, it's God revealing himself to man. Like there's a purpose for it beyond just um, what it accomplishes in itself. Yeah. And I think that miracles are tied, not exclusively, but probably pretty consistently in the 21st century imagination to something religious, something biblical, um, which, which I think is interesting. And like, it, like we're talking about biblical miracles. I feel like there's a lot of them, like a lot of them come to mind and like, yeah. we're not even touching on like Jesus's, you know, whatever miracles, but like, you know, walking around Jericho for seven days and then the walls come tumbling down. Like, parting a sea, you know, through its middle and being able to walk through it. Like there's a lot of fantastic things that happen in the Bible and they are actually always um, a factor of God revealing himself to man in some sort of way. Yeah. So I think we're starting to touch on a new question, which is um, in the biblical story, in the biblical frame, why do miracles happen? Um, what would be the purpose um, behind miracles? You know, it, like as if you're creating a religion just to create a religion, mm. you would probably either not include miracles or always include miracles. Um, if you're going to not include miracles, your rationale would be because people aren't going to buy it. Like people don't believe that that happened. If you are going to include miracles, the question i guess would be why why include them and so we do see incredibly amazing things happen over and over in the bible so the question is why would they choose to include this obviously one possible answer would be well because they happened um but even if they did happen why why would they happen um and you know yeah let's talk about that question I think if I was making up a religion, I would include miracles to entice people. 
There you go. That's I thought I was going to be the one to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would have beneficial things that happened for people if they chose to be a part of my religion. But looking at the Bible, that doesn't super line up. Um, I mean, there, there are some things that definitely happen to help people. I think you've probably seen more of that in the new Testament, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's pretty, um, few and far between like how it benefits act like Christians just on their own. But yeah, that, that'd be, if I was going to make one up, that, that'd be that. Yeah. yeah I, I was going to say like to, to convince people, you know, like for, for shock and awe value, like no one's going to read my book unless something crazy happens in it, you know? So that, and, and once again, like, I think we can kind of cut it into two pieces, that being like the Old Testament, and the New Testament, because in the New Testament, like I can't off the top of my head, think of any miracles. Um, well, I guess I can, but like, like that are negative though, you know, like, mm. um, you know, Jesus's death, I guess would be the one that would be negative, but then that's still construed in a way that it's very positive for mankind. Like the rest are like, you know, seem to be very positive. In the Old Testament, there's a lot of, crazy wild stuff that happens that's like oh my gosh like that 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 even in our 21st century minds seems absolutely impossible and it's sometimes damaging sometimes healing sometimes just like random but yeah i can think of a couple negative ones in the (laughs) new testament having just gone through the book of acts um yeah we've got ananias and sapphira who just get struck dead it seems um after committing an egregious sin um and then we also see a similar thing happen later in the bible um because someone's trying to bribe the holy spirit essentially um so yeah there are some negative ones but yeah um why yeah why include these what as far as the bible is going yeah what what do you think would be the purpose of including them in the Bible. Yeah, I think if if we're gonna say that they're true and they happened, which is what I believe, um, <laughs> I, I would say the benefit is that that, that it shows that um, we have a God that likes to be a part of His creation and likes to interact with it, um, and that um, it, and this is the frustrating part, right? it shows that God um, will interact with um, the world and um, do so in ways that help and save people um, and heal people. But the frustrating part is that these miracles don't always happen and we're never given a reason why or why not. And so I, I see that like as a reason why they're in the Bible, but I also see that as a reason like why I wouldn't include them. Like they're frustrating to me. Yeah, no, they're, they're really frustrating to me. And I, I guess I hadn't thought about it from this perspective. Like, why, why are they in there? Like, I, I am not whatever enough to say that I think that they happened. Like, I, I, just, I just can't say that. You know, I, I think that some people would say that that's like a measure of faith to be like, oh, yeah, like, I believe that each of these things happened. You know, whether they're going to split the Old or the New Testament up or whatever. They believe that Jesus turned water into wine. Like, they, they believe that Jesus rose somebody from the dead they believe that Jesus rose from the dead himself after three days. Like they believe that those things happen. Like I, I can't say, like, I absolutely believe that those things happen. So then if, if I can't say that, like when you're asking yourself, why are they in there? I think you get to like a pretty troubling place, you know, and, and I, I do myself. And that's, I, I think why, you know, when I think about miracles, like in the first part of the conversation, 
it's easier for me to say like, well, isn't everything a miracle? Like, isn't human existence and, and aren't the trees that how they're growing? Like, isn't that a miracle in and of itself? Rather than confront the troubling reality, like you said, Chris, of like, we've been able to record history pretty well for like a hundred-ish years now. And we haven't seen a man pray over somebody and then them like jump to life, you know, in, in a way that's biblical, in a way that's, you know, obviously God intervening, you know. Well, I don't know about that. I, I would say that we don't see that in like our personal American lives, but I would, there's a lot of people in um, like missionaries in Africa would say that they've seen those things and they're pretty rare still and they're not documented in like video form and recorded mostly. Um, and I have heard of those stuff, few of those things happening in Haiti too. And I, I'm not saying 100% they're real, you know, I, I'm a kind of a skeptic too, but yeah, I, you know, you don't see things on as grand of scale as you do in the Bible. But I, I always, something that's been kind of on my heart for the past few years is that when we read like the Old Testament, we, we usually read this and we go, okay, like this is how life was for people. But actually like the Old Testament covers thousands of years and it's very specific, very important people that these things happen to. And a lot of times I like to put myself in the shoes of like Abraham or Isaac or Moses, but like, I'm probably more like the no name character off to the side that might be like experiencing these things around me, but doesn't actively see them all the time. Yeah. Well, and, and something too, like for, you know, I guess this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but like if I were to record a miracle happening for posterity's sake, which like, you know, it isn't exclusively the reason that the gospels themselves specifically were written, but if I was going to record it, maybe I, the recorder did actually believe it happened. Um, but you know, that I'll just leave it there. Like maybe, maybe it did happen, but like, it wasn't what I thought it was, or maybe it did happen and it was what I thought it was. Like I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not able to say it's like, or I, the recorder, didn't know if it happened knew it didn't happen or didn't know if it happened and i think that that's the way more troubling possibility for me when viewing like the bible you know and like and then like you said skepticism like i am for sure a skeptic like if i were to read a written account of a 2020 african missionary who prayed over somebody and then they were immediately healed i'd be like i'd immediately discount that i'd be like yeah right you know like it, it's just it, i think skepticism is skepticism and random chance it seems we've created as like the enemies of miracles <laughs> yeah i think that's all true and i think we're kind of getting to a, a little bit ahead of ourselves kind of trying to answer the question like are miracles real are they legit um and i think we want to get to that but maybe the 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 to answer the question um what what is their purpose in the bible i think there are several places um so and and i was listening to my bible plans this morning and it was in second kings four and five and in that elisha does just like a myriad of miracles um that was a fun phrase and um like he uh he gives basically like infinite oil to this woman and then he prophesies that she's gonna have a kid 
And then the kid like falls and basically dies. And then he rejuvenates the kid. And then he does some other things. Um, and then in the middle of that, at one point, someone comes up to Elijah and says, like, it's clear, oh man, that you are a man of God, like that you serve the Lord God of Israel. Um, and I think in that moment, we see one of the reasons, like the why of um, why there are miracles in the Bible is to give give like credibility to or to like expose who God is. Um, so either like give credibility to a person that God is working through that person because they're doing things that only God could do or to expose the kind of God that God is or like to remind. And so that I read those ones. And then um, I read, I read Luke seven, which was really interesting because it's when um, John the Baptist's uh, servants come up to Jesus and they ask him, John the Baptist has sent us uh, to you to ask, are you the expected one or do we look for someone else? And Jesus answers them and says, go and report to John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are ri risen up. The poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is the one who does not take offense at me. Um, so they're like, hey, are you really the the messiah are you really the son of god and jesus says just go tell him what is happening tell him about these miracles and so i feel like jesus in this moment is saying what's the purpose of these miracles if not to make it clear who i am um so it was just kind of funny like those were my two things that i was reading in the bible and they like answered the question twice of why miracles at least to me what do you guys think about that yeah, I just think that we we so we we've talked about the um, the miracle of resurrection before in a much earlier episode, and like first of all, I have to talk about how funny the Elisha one is. Like that's the one where he's like kissing and laying on the boy, and the boy like <laughs> comes alive. It's like super weird. But then I, I think that you answer the question in a literary truth. Like mm -hmm. so yes miracles are in the bible to lend credence to whatever character is 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 you know controlling them behind them whether that is elisha or jesus or in maybe both of those situations god you know helping them but i think that this is especially troubling like resurrection is troubling to me and, and probably other people out there where it's like okay i understand you know from a literary perspective why these miracles are written down they're to lend credence and I feel like a lot of the miracles that Jesus does, you know, call back to certain pieces of the Old Testament and, and lend a lot of credence to who he is. But then, I guess, you know, maybe it's too much me, me, me about my, my, my life. But then it's like, well, then what are miracles really? Like, are they just literary devices or, or do they actually apply to me, to, to us in, in this day and age? I think uh, what you said about the resurrection being tough for you, I think is something that um, the compilers of the Bible probably knew would be tough for a lot of people, which I'm guessing is why they gave us four accounts of it. Um, I just this thought that was interesting. Yeah, I. so when, when you started talking about like literary devices, it made me think, okay, so maybe 
looking at it them as like the Bible as a whole isn't the right way to do it. Maybe it's looking at books individually and like looking at the point of them in those, which is a ton of work. Um, and you look at something like Genesis when the whole thing is kind of a miracle. And then um, you'll have other books like Ezra that might just have like one or two. And they seem like very obvious, like they're, they're there because um, if they weren't there, the, there just wouldn't be a story. Like the story is kind of surrounding the miracle. And so, yeah, I don't, I, I think it's probably different and probably intentionally so, but God does big miracles sometimes that affect like an entire people group. And sometimes, you know, he just heals the blind to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know the why. And maybe that's more evidence as to like, they're included because they happened because there doesn't seem to be like a clear thrust of like, Hey, this is solving this problem. It's kind of introducing more problems than it's solving. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, like, once again, like, I feel like I've inverted a lot of the questions we've had, you know, it's like, what is a miracle? It's like, well, what isn't a miracle? You know, like we're asking why do miracles happen in the Bible? You know, and the, once again, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, well, why don't they happen, you know, in the Bible in A, B or C or, you know, why do they happen and kill these people, you know, or why don't they happen, you know, today or why, why don't I notice them today, you know, or what, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're kind of, we're kind of getting to the next question again, which I think is good and we can kind of go there. Um, so they're included in the Bible. And as far as a literary way of looking at it goes, they seem to be included to like give credibility that what's happening isn't just a random chance happening. Um, but in fact, it is a work of God. Um, so that, that seems to be what they're proclaiming in the Bible. So, what maybe the question is what would it mean for miracles to happen and like is it are they happening like is is it legit to like should we believe them in the bible yeah um, one thing i i want to i want to just kind of throw on there it's, it's kind of entering into this topic but have you guys heard yeah. of the i'm sure you have the jefferson bible yeah so oh, yeah. <laughs> i feel oh, like yeah. That that is just the that is the stance that I don't believe any of this happened, and I still like the stories. But oh, Harry's getting up. Does he have one? <laughs> I think he does have a Jefferson Bible. Uh, so the Jefferson Bible is Thomas Jefferson's version of the Bible, right? Um, where he basically took out all the things that he doesn't seem as plausible or doesn't see that maybe could have really happened and left in the rest, right? Yeah, anything supernatural is just gone. I might have given it to someone like he literally cut out pages from a Bible and like pasted them together. Just like took out everything that he deemed as supernatural. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be interested to read it just to see how I honestly think it would be very difficult to read because you would just miss entire plot points. Yeah. But um, the reason I was bringing it up is I just, yeah, I, I think if you did do that and I haven't read it, but I think if you did do that, you'd, you'd be missing like, I, I don't know what you'd be left with. It'd be very incoherent. It's uh, so I wouldn't say, I, I think the answer is yes and no. Cause I have read it and it's, it's, it's also like a conglomeration of all, all four gospels. So it's, there's a lot of story in it. Um, but yes, it is. 
as a narrative less compelling because it, it it's like straight up just you know how is this guy born you know you know or or you know jumping through massive parts of his life um i think it does paint a very compelling picture of a famous person who existed and how that they how they were you know well known and a very good person like he leaves in a lot of the the dialogue that jesus has with people that he did perform miracles on just not necessarily the miracle itself um and i think that, that was his point it was, it was like you know, I, I want to model my life after Jesus, but I don't believe in all these supernatural things happening. But I, I still think he's an amazing person. Um, but yeah, as, as a, you know, I think that what we're talking about as a literary device, it's like, it's, it's probably doing itself a disservice. Yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to bring that up. No, it's well, a good, that, it's a good thing to bring up because I think it, it says, okay, well, what would happen if miracles weren't in the Bible? And I think for me, you would basically not come up with Christianity if miracles aren't in the Bible. I think Thomas Jefferson, though I can respect what he did as a statesman, I feel like if I, I feel like there's no point in following Jesus if he wasn't displaying God-like abilities um, because the things that he would have been saying and teaching would be absolutely moronic um, to believe if you didn't believe that he was God. Um, and I mean, yeah, how many times did he say, like, I'm going to die and then I'm going to come back to life? And without, like, the actual thing happening, you're like, okay, you're just a psychopath actually is what you are yeah but okay i'll be the counter to that too though because it's like what if thomas jefferson believed that like jesus didn't actually say those things and those things were just put in afterwards as literary devices See, like, I, think, I, I i i think that i think that like it would be foolish to maybe follow nelson mandela like maybe nelson mandela thinks thought things that are different than you know than, than what i think but i think him as a human being not necessarily as something divine which is like what's being removed, but like him as a human being is worth emulating, is worth following. And, and I think that following Christ and following like the, uh, you know, the, the pattern of somebody's life, like those are two very different things. Like I can, I can agree about that, but maybe, and like, once again, like me, like all these miracles in the Bible, it's like, like maybe, and I don't take this stance the hard way, just like I don't take the super faithful stance the other way, but like maybe some people believe like those things did not happen. Like, I don't think Jesus said those things. I think he just lived a really good life and then died. So I'm going to, I'm going to believe those things. You know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's a bad way to look at it, but I don't think that it's consistent with the whole of the Bible. So I'll be, I'll be a little bit more kind to maybe, of course, Thomas Jefferson was not a good guy <laughs> mm -hmm. in a lot of, in a lot of ways. So I'll say that too, but you know, yeah. I'll be a little bit more kind. I, I, I agree with, Okay, so I agree with like the heart of what you're saying that you can look at Jesus being nice to people and saying treat people as you want to be treated and like that's a good rule to live by. But I think if you start picking things out of the Bible, it just falls apart. Like specifically books in general, like the gospel. And I think what you end up doing is if you say, okay, well, I'm going to take the miracles out and I'm going to take any time Jesus said anything about miracles out or any time anybody reported anything about miracles out, like you, you end up with like this reduction that's basically nothing and it just it kind of destroys the heart of the gospel not saying that you can't do that i'm just 
you, you can and obviously has been done, but what you're left with is not really Jesus. Yeah, like well, you're, you're left with, you're left with a guy that said nice things, which is fine, but it's just, I, I just, I, I would say that's a different character entirely. Yeah. Well, and so I'll agree with you because I actually do completely agree that the, the Bible needs to be a unified story that leads to Jesus. But I would say as like a devil's advocate point of view, like, isn't that what I think churches are doing all the time? Cause like you pointed out Ezra, like haven't heard very many churches I've been to in the last like 15 years preaching about Ezra or, you know, uh, you know, any other <laughs> old Testament prophet, like they're just preaching okay. on super small parts. So like, well, like, you know, I think no, that you're that right. You're right. Absolutely. I mean, we should be taking the whole Bible into consideration. I just, yeah, I, I think, I, I think both sides of that are really bad. And you, you do have that a lot. You know, you have people that just only read the Pauline letters and the gospels and that is their whole church and they won't ever talk about anything else. Yeah. I think as far as, so putting it back into the Bible context, um, part of the central claim, like if you're looking at the old Testament, one of the main claims is, and we've talked about this before, how it's interacting with its neighbors is there is a God and that God is the creator of the world. And he's the one that chose Israel to be his people. Um, and he works in these sorts of ways. This is the kind of God that he is. And then the new Testament comes in and says, Oh, and by the way, that God at one point in time in history became a man, did these things, um, demonstrated his godness in these ways, um, and then died and rose to a new sort of life that all happened. And that's who, that's who God is. And here's how we should live and what we should do in response to all that truth. Um, so I think taking out the supernatural quote unquote of the Bible diminishes the point of what is being said, which is like, the, like those are the claims. So let's kind of set aside the, the Thomas Jefferson Bible for a second and say like, those are the claims of the Bible. So given that, like, should they, should they be believed? Like, it seems to me that, if those are some of the main claims that miracles are a vital part to be included. If you take out the miracles, you're not claiming anything anymore. You're just claiming that the, the natural way of the world is what happened. And man, these people got super lucky or unlucky in some other places. Um, but it seems like miracles need to be in the Bible for it to be any sort of um, claim whatsoever. So given that they're in there and they're making a claim, like, should we believe them? Yeah, I, I can, I can touch on the first part of that. Cause I think that we all do agree that any piece of the Bible that you're reading um, out of context or uh, on its own is you're going to miss the point. So, you know, even if you're reading the four gospels over and over and over, like if you're reading those without the context of the old Testament, you're not going to see a full picture of who Jesus is. Um, like if you, if you read, you know, revelation, like you're, you're not going to understand exactly what it's saying and you might understand it to be something else. So I think, I think we can all agree, you know, that I, and I've even read the Jefferson Bible and I, I think it's um, worth owning if that's all you're going to own and all you're going to read. But I would highly recommend, like, if that's attractive to you, you should just read the whole Bible. Um, 
but what I what I cannot answer uh, is the like should they be believed? Like I don't I don't know. Like I I think that they I think that they as a literary device when looked at as piece of a whole, which is our Bible. I think they communicate quite a bit about who God is as portrayed by the Bible. Like, should they be believed? You know, I, I don't know. Like I have hard enough, um, you know, struggles with like resurrection or something dumb, like turning water into wine. Not that it's dumb, you know, but like something simpler. And then you get to like the, the biggest miracle of all, you know, like God became a man who was God and was man in the form of Jesus. It's like, ah, like <laughs> that's the only time that that's ever happened in history. Like, should you believe it? How, how can we believe it? Like, I just, I have no, I have no strong argument for or against that truly. I, I, it's hard for me to do. Yeah. So maybe, maybe let's, um, let's take out the question of as a person who is an atheist or isn't following Jesus, should we believe that? Let's set that to the side for a moment, because I feel like, yeah, C.S. Lewis in his book Miracles does a fine enough job of arguing why any average person should believe in miracles. Um, but I don't necessarily want to go through that whole thing. And I don't necessarily think that's who we're like talking to right now um, on the most part. So if you are out there and you don't believe in God or, um, you know, don't think miracles are legit, go read C.S. Lewis's book um, and take your time because it'll be a dredge, but it's good. Um, but I think really who we're talking to now is the the believer in God or the Christ follower. And I will say that I have encountered um, even pastors of churches who don't think a lot of the miracles are legit, um, who don't think that they, or at least that they didn't happen in the way that it says they happened. So I'll give an example, the feeding of the 5,000. One way that I've heard it taught um, is that Jesus got up there. He had, you know, the five loaves of fish or the five loaves of bread, the two fish. He broke them and he he gave them out to the people. And the people are like, wow, this guy, he's also not eaten for as long as we have. And man, like he's just willing to share the food that he has. Well, you know what? Like I've got some bread here. I'll, I'll break it and like pass it around. And the guy's like, oh yeah, I've got a fish here. Like I'll break it and pass it around. You know what I mean? And so it was like an act of generosity that inspired greater generosity rather than like, I pull out more bread. I pull out more bread. I pull out more bread, you know, which to me seems to be what the, what the story is actually claiming happened. Um, so if it, given that there are miracles in the Bible and they're portrayed as like a divine, amazing thing as a Christian or as a God person, like, should we, should we buy it or like, why? Yeah. Why buy it? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have a really hard time with the question just because I, I have different points of views depending on the book of the Bible. And um, I, I think when I read a gospel, um, I take it all in and I say, this is true. Um, and the reason I do that is because the claim that matters the most to me is Jesus being the son of God dying and being resurrected. Like 
that that's crucial to my personal faith. So if I'm going to believe that I, I'm not going to start taking parts out of that book. And I know that that's not what everybody believes and that's fine. That's just like my personal walk. But when I, when I read um, Jonah and I see that he was swallowed by a fish for three days. Now I know that ties into the Jesus story, but did that actually have to happen? And does that affect my faith? I, I don't really know um, if it actually had to happen. So I could look at that and go, that's interesting. I, I think that's a good miracle. Um, could it have happened? Sure. Like God is all powerful, but did it happen? I don't really know. And like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with not knowing. But I, when I read like the gospel, it's a lot harder for me to look at any of those miracles and go, I don't believe that. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm able to answer the question. Cause like, I actually, Hayden, I like super disagree with what you said when it's like, let's not address any atheists or not believers. Let's only talk to Christians with our answer here. And I think that that's like, if you're, if you're sending, I understand that like you should communicate two different ways, but if we only create a podcast that communicates to one certain group of people, or, or, or if we're not saying things that are going to communicate to a certain group of people, I think we're doing like a huge disservice. So like I, I actually, my answer would be like similar to what Chris said. Like I, I actually look of like all of the miracles in the Bible. Like Chris looks at Jonah. It's like, I don't know. And I've, and I, I feel like I've progressed a long way to like, I'm okay with not knowing. I'm okay with not knowing, but I feel like to know the, like even Jesus's miracles were real gives you a new way of looking at life itself, not just the Bible. So I think that that's good. But like, I, I, I look at them all like Jonah being swallowed and living in a fish for three days. Like I, I have no idea if those actually happened. Like a lot of things around me would, would lead me to, to believe no, but I don't think I would classify myself as like an atheist or a non-believer and even an agnostic saying like, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't decry, I, I can't say that they didn't happen, but you know, I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. And I'm comfortable with not knowing. And I, and I'm going to lean into that and read more about it, but you know. I yeah. Just... I think the reason why I wanted to set aside the, the 100% skeptic viewpoint is just because I feel like it's a really long rabbit hole to go down. Um, which if that's where we want to go, I'm totally fine with that. It'll just probably mean we're going to do multiple episodes on miracles. Yeah. Um, and that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so I mean, maybe it seems like you guys are both saying that there's room in the Bible to say, maybe this happened, maybe it didn't. Um, are there any miracles in the Bible that you'd say, if it didn't happen, it would fundamentally change the claim of Christianity? Yeah, like, and and I like, I feel like you brought up like the C.S. Lewis book, like what he calls the grand miracle is like the big one, like Jesus was God incarnate, like Jesus was man. And, 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 and like that is when viewed in light of the entire Bible, like that's the bow, like that's the bow on the story that has happened, you know, in a lot of different ways. And, and a lot of the things that Jesus says and, 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 and does lend credence to that that idea but it truly is it truly is like the new kingdom it truly is everything leading up to that point 
coming to fruition. Um, so like that, I feel like that one, I feel like if we had the Jefferson Bible, but every single miracle was taken out except for that one, I feel like you'd still have something that was worth including. Like if it was instead of the four, four gospels, it was the Jefferson Bible, but he didn't take out any of the parts where Jesus like was God incarnate and the son of God and all that good stuff. Um, and anything tying back to the Old Testament that like referenced that, I feel like that would still be worth at least including in the Bible and it like wouldn't completely throw off the thing. So it's, it's not ideal. Like I think the four gospels are better, but I think that that's the big one. Like I think that, and once again, like that's something I struggle with. It's like, if I don't believe that. Like, why am I reading this freaking book? Like if I, if I don't believe that, like what's the point of, you know, being a, being a part of a Christian following or anything like that, you know, that that's my struggle as well. But I think that that would be the key one, you know, that, uh, to either buy or not buy into. <laughs> yeah. And I totally agree. And I think, um, maybe then let's, I think that's like a good way to make this hit both all, like all the things we're trying to do, um, is to hone in on that miracle. And I think it'll take a second episode cause we're already almost to an hour long. Um, so like, yeah, because if, if God, if Jesus was a God as a man, then, and like, it, let's say we can just agree on that, which is what I think we'll talk about next episode, um, is what, what that is. Um, if that did happen, then I feel like the rest of the miracles, at least that he did, um, we, you, you would just say that this is the product of God walking around on on human soil and so then if it happened like then then there's really no question as to whether it could have happened or not like if it's God then like yeah fine it could happen like Jesus could have done that because he's God um and then I think that even translates back to the rest of the Old Testament um like if Jesus could do this because he's God well then God could do this through other people because he's God. Um, and so maybe what we should talk about next week is who is God? How does like he operate in, in the Bible? Um, and given the grand miracle as C.S. Lewis would call it the incarnation, what would that say about the rest of like miracles? And so, well, maybe let's just talk about the incarnation as as a thing and then allow that to inform the rest of the miracles because i agree like the hardest one either is the incarnation or the resurrection but with the resurrection even like you can say well if jesus was god that yeah sure he could rise from the dead he's god so i feel like the really the main one is the incarnation um so let's just hone on that and we can bring in all those perspectives like I don't buy it. Like, I don't believe in God. So like, why, why believe this miracle and, and all those questions. Yeah. yeah. I think that that, that's a super interesting place to go. Cause that's probably misconceived by, by everybody, you know, like that a God was man and the man was God. And what does that look like? And how does that happen? And how does somebody believe it? You know, I think that, I think that that would be a good one to tackle first. And that one would for sure, like, if you believe that one, like, what can't you believe? <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I think that addresses the skepticism, too, because that's really the crux of the argument. Like, if you're a skeptic and you don't believe in God, then 
of course you're not gonna believe in miracles like none of this doesn't matter none of that matters mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that's that's a good place to start yeah exactly that was kind of my point of setting it aside is like well if we're talking about miracles then the person who doesn't believe in god is already checked out so but i think harry you bring up a good point is like if we're checking people out what are we doing so let's go to the next the next episode and say like why shouldn't you check out on miracles and let's start with the one that makes the biggest difference um as far as like a worldview perspective would go more more cool cool i like it all right next week be the incarnation Shout out to Canyon Coffee Roasters for fueling every one of our conversations. If you are only listening, you don't see it, but we are drinking a cup of Canyon every time we talk together. Thanks to John Jones Project and Clink, who are making the music that you hear in the background. Thank you for making awesome stuff that we get to share with people that are listening to our podcast. And thank you guys for tuning in. And always feel free to let us know if you have questions or things you want to talk about. Or if you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you as well. All right, thanks. We'll see you next time.